Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this can mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Everyone, welcome back to One of Vibe. I'm Isa. I'm Abby. And today, okay. <laughs> yeah, and Carrie. And today, you're fine. We have Carrie Lynn, owner of Love Locked in Jersey City. I'm so excited to have you because I see Carrie almost every day. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> um, it, for those of you who, for those who don't know what Love Locked is or aren't from Jersey City or whatever, I mean, we know that it's a vibe. Like love locked is a vibe. Yeah. So how how would you explain your store to people who have never been? Yeah. Um, so my store is 140 artists and 49 of them are from Jersey City and it's all fair trade, all ethical. Um, everything in there is handmade um, and I carry home goods, apothecary, but my main thing is jewelry and all the jewelry is hypoallergenic, um, made of gold fill, sterling silver or um, 14 karat or 18 karat or platinum. Um, we do a bunch of like custom rings. Sometimes it's um, engagement sometimes it's wedding bands um and then we also carry you know like the leather maker from down the street named billy kirk or like the photographer who's 76 years old and has lived in jersey city for 30 years you know like there's a whole bunch of different people that just make up love locks that is so cool in addition you are also a jewelry maker so some of that jewelry assortment is your very own unique designs it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much everything in the store is everything I like. And a lot of it, if I can't find it and I have it in my head, then I just create it. Um, but the cool part about custom is like people come in with their own ideas and their own color schemes. And, you know, it's really fun to like bring that to fruition. And I'm sure at some point they kind of like teach you something too. Absolutely. Yeah. So many, like even today, somebody um, really wanted this like really big two carat emerald cut in green. And she was like, I think I want to put yellow sapphires next to it. And we were like, um, just like doing videos back and forth. And we were like, wow, this golden yellow sapphire looks amazing next to it. But like, I would have never dreamed that up. So that's so yeah, things like that happen every day. That's awesome. How did you grow up? Were you like always into making jewelry? Yeah, so um, my town is Nyack that I grew up in and Valley Cottage. And it's like this super artsy, like Hudson Valley town and everything is mom and pop shops there. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is just really into making sure that everything like looks and stays like a little funky, a little weird. Everyone's into unique items. So when I was younger, I like loved photography and then I used to make like pillows. Um, They weren't very good. Um, And then when I was 17, I um, joined, well, I worked for a company called Nomination and it was this like silly Italian charm bracelet where you'd get like these little tiny charms that were blank and then you filled it up. So like you would get a charm that was like maybe your birthstone and then your initial and like people could buy it for you and then I would assemble it. It sounds so familiar. I'm Googling it, it right now because so, I'm, oh, I knew it. I Everyone yeah. I knew. 
everyone <laughs> I knew in high school, like early high school, I feel like had these bracelets. Isa, they're the ones that are like little clips, like they yeah. clip together. Oh, I know what you're so talking about. It's not a charm like hanging from the bracelet, but like you, you replace each little like segment Loop. of the bracelet with a charm. That's yeah. so cool. I was like, I yeah. know that name. I've heard nomination so before. Yeah, I worked for them for like two years, but it was so cool because it taught me about like metal, how it wears over a period of time, what kind of stones last, what kind don't, um, yeah. you know, and, and it was so fun to like help some people design like, oh, what's going to look good next to this charm or, hey, mm. I'm shopping for someone special, like this would be really meaningful. Um, so it was cool to see like, you know, be like, you know, on the production almost, but also yeah. like helping people design. So yeah. did you then do schooling for jewelry design or how did you? Yeah. I did the opposite. I oh. went back to school and I was um, I went to SUNY Albany. I studied abroad twice. Like I studied abroad in Australia and then I did a trip around the world um, on semester at sea. And I got wow. to see like so much of the planet. And I was like so excited when I graduated. I was like, I'm gonna go and teach abroad. So I like moved to Prague and I taught there. And then I moved to Peru and I taught in Peru. But in Peru, I um, lived with this girl who did artisan export. So basically she formed these little artisan co-ops um, and the women would hand make like um, these like beautiful home goods out of like the native stone, like PHJ Wamanga. But um, she was so keen on fair trade and making sure that the women weren't hyper competitive against each other and everybody was working together. So I kind of like ingested that and always was like, okay, like every dollar I spend means something. Um, and I want to eventually like emulate that and have a place where you know it's a storefront where you can buy these really special items you know yeah. so I think that had like a huge impact and when I got home I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and jewelry really wasn't on the table so I worked for this um company that did free surgeries abroad and it was all like uh cleft lip and cleft palate surgeries or if you were born without an ear we'd go down with a medical team of like uh, you know 20 to 30 medical professionals and literally like set up a surgical ICU and do 200 to 700 free surgeries over the course of three weeks. Whoa. So I grew in that company. And like, first I started and was like, you know, an assistant. And then it was like, I was an administrator. And then I was like, you know, running the missions and like getting all the equipment in and out of countries like India, Brazil, um, Colombia. We went back to Peru like eight times, um, Thailand. So I was doing that. And then my friend Heidi um, was like, you know what? Um, I'm thinking about opening a jewelry store in Jersey City. And I was like so tired of like, like just traveling and always being sick. Yeah. I was like, I love this idea. And she asked me to do this November 8th in 2015. And by December 8th, we had keys to a store, an LLC. Wow. I'm like, yeah, we like took it and like ran with it because we were so passionate about the idea. Yeah. Um, and it just started with the idea of a jewelry store, but then it naturally evolved, like grabbing, you know, pieces from our past and what was important to us. So 
when we started, we had the store up at 298 Newark and it was like a money pit. Like we put everything we had into it and then we decided we were going to move. which was a better location but it was the opposite of what we had so initially at 298 Newark we had a jewelry studio in the back and a small storefront Mm -hmm. we were selling things that were like you know three dollars to three hundred dollars and then when we moved down to 353 Newark our studio space got exponentially smaller and then eventually moved (laughs) because we couldn't handle like the influx of people and working in the space and um, we decided, you know, people are asking us for wedding bands and engagement rings, so why not start doing that? Yes. Yeah. So it kind of like naturally evolved. I love that story. And you have like a very, your, your jewelry specifically has a very like vintage kind of art deco-y vibe, which I love so much. I already picked out my wedding ring for my next That's marriage. That's what she said. So she's, oh so Abby's married. I'm very happily married, and by she the said, way. She sent me a but picture st- of one of your rings today, and she was like, this is for my next marriage. I'm like, okay. Which one is it? <laughs> like, stop being selfish. Yeah. You can always do a right-hand ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen, usually today I'm, today I'm naked, but usually I have a ton of rings on. Um, I'm. This is like, it's an interesting topic for me personally because my mom is an artist and my mom also makes jewelry and I wonder like how did you ever I guess this kind of just sort of happened organically it wasn't something that you pursued which is so lucky for you that you had this opportunity paired with this talent because I feel like a lot of people that are artists and really creative they struggle right like it's a big struggle like starving artist is a real thing you know it's really hard to carve out your name and your space and your kind of like niche in this industry so like how did that how did that what did that look like for you yeah, I'm um, honestly like it was terrifying. I didn't quit my I bartended like pretty much for the first two years of my business. Um, and I would leave my store at 8 p.m. I would go and work at the bar from 10 to 5 in the morning, go and sleep in the dressing room, wake up and start at 11 and just That's work hustle. That is and serious hustle. Huge hustle. And I put everything away. I was like, I need to save so that when I quit, like my actual job, I can put a hundred percent into the store. Yeah. And yeah. that's eventually what, what happened, you know, like I quit and then I was able to like put all of my energy into it, but it was a real like scary thing. Did you have like a number in mind that was your like comfortable number that you, once you hit it, you were like, all right, I'm done here. Yeah. And I had a date. It was, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm quitting my job Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> No shit. So, so every year on on May 5th, you have like extra things to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I put that part of my life to bed. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing did that feel to just walk up in there and be like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I was fine. I gave them two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what does it feel like? Like, What does it feel like on the inside, like for you, when you feel like this surge of like, I'm going to do it? Like, Yeah. Is it pressure? Are you excited? Or like, how do you, what does it feel like for you? Yeah. I get like little kid giddy. Like I get like really excited about things and like, you know, change and evolving, but I was also like really nervous. Like I was terrified. Um, and it like definitely like kept me up at night, but the dream was bigger than the fear. 
So I think that was like really important that it was like, oh, like what can happen is way better than if I just sat here and didn't make it happen. Absolutely. Or even try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what as an on, like, it sounds like you're, you know, how some people are like bored entrepreneurs and they always say like, I knew like from day one, I was going to own my own business and like run my own shit. Was that you? Or were you kind of like, well, this is happening now. So I guess I'm a business owner. Yeah. It was definitely like always in me. So my dad, um, he owned his own business and I saw like it, he, you know, put in the hours, like after hours, everything, you know, and he was always like, work for yourself. It's the best thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm a little like nervous to like, just like splice that on your own when you're in your like twenties, you know? And then when I turned 30, I was like, I need to work by myself. I need to like grab this yeah. <laughs> and like be on my own, on my own time, in my own space and what like I create and like listen to my own music and wear what I want like just day in and day out yeah. like just those little things were increasingly more important to me um even though a lot of times when you own a business it kind of like owns you but at least it's like a space that like is yours you know you're not just like like stuck in a space that you're unhappy with so so yeah so I think it's a little bit of both like I always had the like entrepreneurial sense in there but I was always like a little bit nervous about actually committing to it until I was 30 ish <laughs> and on the days where you feel like sorry Isa Isa just so you know Isa wrote like all of the questions and now I'm hijacking the conversation so I'm okay. sorry I'll shut up after this go one. for it um on the days where you feel like your business owns you you know like how do you cope with that like what is your mechanism that you use to kind of power through yeah. Um, sometimes Coffee. I take a long post-net. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> take a little break in there. <laughs> Which really quickly, when Carrie, you're talking about your dad, just a quick sidebar. When you're talking about your dad, I'm like, is she talking about Rich Mendes? I, and, I also my, and also my dad loves Carrie. He's like, she's a tough little chick, that Carrie. I love that chick every time she comes in. <laughs> I know. I've been like, oh, hi, dad, because I see him more than my own dad. Because I literally <laughs> see him every day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, um, I guess my like little breaks are like, you know, I do meditate, um, and I frequently eat at Taqueria, which is very (laughs) great. Um, and I try to make sure I get enough sleep too, but sometimes that doesn't actually happen. Do you like a guided meditation or you like do your own kind of guided, but do you use an app or something? Yeah. I like the app Headspace. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, um, especially during quarantine, there were so many like people who are my customers who were like doing things, um, like whether it was meditation or tarot card reading or like anything fun. And I was like, Oh, I'm all over that. Like right. also to like support them too. Right. You know? Right. So, and then it benefits you too. So you're like help supporting them. And then you're like, yes, help me meditate so that I can like relax for a few minutes. Absolutely. Totally. It goes like around in a circle. Yeah. If you were thinking about like before you opened up Love Lot and you had like a vision for your place, would you say that you're there now? Um, exponentially further away from what I thought we were going to be. Like, I thought we were just going to be like a fun, like cute little shop, you know, that like sold like little chopskis. But, um, but yeah, the way that it evolved, like I had people driving from like Atlanta and Boston to look at engagement rings and I never never saw that, um, happening. And I'm so excited that it is, um, it's definitely like 
uh, what, like I'm, I'm working harder and harder towards it, but I didn't think that it was going to turn into what it, what it has. What drive, like what drives you or like inspires you from people when you see something that a product of somebody else and you're like, I need to have them in my store. What is it? Oh my gosh. So I like, you know, a lot of people come in and they're like, Hey, this is what I do. And they're so like vibrant and passionate about it. Like the girl who I carry, who makes the embroidery, like she came in one day and she's like, I don't know, I want to quit my job and I want to do embroidery. I was like, I've been looking for an embroiderer. Like I really want to do like hankies for weddings and like baby onesies that say, you know, made in Jersey city or something cute on yeah. it. And she went home, she made a bunch of stuff and she came to the store and she dropped it off and it all sold out. And now she doesn't have to work. Well, she, I mean, she works, but she literally does her own like embroidery business. So like just stories like that, like, and the idea of that, like you like taking something you're passionate about it and making it like your full-time like job. That's what makes me thrive and being able to like help people with that. You know, the fact that you were able to take someone else's dream and make it a reality. Like, do you understand how powerful that is? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's an incredibly hard worker. Like I like literally just gave her a table to like make that happen, you know, table launch it. And Um, I feel, I feel like a lot of people aren't like that though, care. Yeah. A lot of people would be, would more so be like, yeah, you know, it's really tough and then like turn away and leave it at that and for you to be like come on along there's plenty of room at the table you know yeah yeah Yeah. I've definitely seen that happen and I've had it happen to me too and it's like just not the best feeling in the world so I never want to be on the other end of that yeah absolutely (laughs) well are you ever approached by people where they want to sell their goods in your store and it's just like not you just don't feel like it's a good fit how do you handle that yeah so usually I ask for submissions like via email now because it was getting like too much like people were coming in and trying to like show me their oh, goods yeah. and on the table while I was like doing you know like a, a wedding band consultation right and now I'm like oh here's like my card and then I'll read about them and like oh um do they hit all the parameters are they fair trade you know are is everything ethically sourced and like that just knocks a million people out right there um and then their price point too I'm like okay like you know what my customer is not going to spend more than $40 on a candle like I just don't have that customer so if that if I see that I'll just be honest with them I'm like hey like this is for maybe another customer and sometimes I even refer them to other stores I'm like maybe you'd be better over here yeah yeah and then I also help like kind of a lot of times people don't know how to wholesale so I'm like, hey, like this is, you know, like the breakdown for wholesale. Um, and then sometimes it's a design issue too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe like the label was a little different. And I try to be like as honest as possible, you know? Yeah. Because um, I think you just have to be as for, for growth purposes. So yeah. So yeah. you're basically like consulting the people that you're turning away. <laughs> Sometimes. Carrie <laughs> yeah. always has to be nice at some point. She's like, I'm going to tell you no, but I will help you while I tell you. Help you but yeah. real talk, how much, how much inventory do you end up purchasing and taking home? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> a lot of times, like, <laughs> my hands are a little ridiculous. <laughs> I have, like, a ton of necklaces and bracelets on. She's showing us all of her jewelry uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. I end up purchasing a lot of it, a lot of the candles. I use up all the sage. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, I would say like the majority of my house is decorated exactly like Love Locked. Nice. <laughs> then we love your house. Yeah. Thank you. Do you and ever? I, sorry, go ahead. Really quickly, hold that question, remember it. But I just want to let you know, Carrie just showed us her hands and what she does. Now tell me this is not like business forward thinking. She gets two separate manicures. So one's like the fun manicure and then the other one's for wedding rings. So that when oh my she does, God. so she has more she, content. Yes. So on her Instagram, she has more content to be able to show and like match the rings to like the vibe of like what she's trying yeah. to show. Wow. Right? Yeah. That is really genius. <laughs> My mind is. I've been into Postnet and been like, can you model this ring for me really quick? Because I cut my hands like last month. And I was like, oh my God, I can't take a picture with a big gash on both of my hands. So he said how to model them for me. And I was like, here you go. And mind you, you, I didn't have nails on yet. And I was like, please don't show them my stumps. Can you edit this out? And then I have to go see if I can find the picture that's yours. Not like that. It's just oh, for the people. It's just for a direct. It's a direct. Oh, wasn't on Instagram. Yeah. No. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, no. Um, what I was going to ask is, like, do you ever create jewelry and then, like, get emotionally attached to it? Yeah. Well, I get emotionally <laughs> attached to the stones that are one of a kind. Like, whenever yeah. I go to Tucson, I buy, like, really crazy stuff that I'm, I know I'm never going to see again. I'm never going to find. <laughs> A lot of times I meet the miner directly and a lot of times the miner's family is with them. So we like, you know, have an emotional bond and I hear their story and maybe like, you know, the father mines and the daughter like does the cutting and like the mom, you know, like, so it's just, I get like seriously attached to stone. So it's like less about like even the actual piece of jewelry, like more about like the one of a kind stones. So do you... Go, Abby. Go, Abby. I'm, like, on fire today. I don't know. I was just wondering if you do buy the stones raw and then, like, tumble them yourself. You do? Um, No, we don't. I do have a tumbler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I typically use different cutters. So there's a bunch of really interesting cutters that I, like... I'm, I'm like so enamored by, um, there's a cutter who's like an Afghani refugee and he goes to mines, make sure that they are ethical. And then he takes the raw stones and he cuts them himself. So every time he has something for sale, I'm like, I'm going to buy that. Um, and then there's other cutters that, you know, I've met up with and I've been like, Oh, okay. Like I need to buy like one of his stones when I have a customer that like wants that stone. Cause maybe it's like prohibitively expensive or, um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't personally do the cutting. I definitely like trust the lapidaries at that. Um, and we we do buy like crystals that we could tumble at home, but we we don't really do that on, on a regular basis. We just buy the the t- we just buy the already tumbled stones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're what is your what do you prefer? Do you look at a stone and you're like, I'm gonna make this with it, or do you already go in being like, I'm looking for an emerald cut or I'm looking for this shape and I'm going to make a ring that is this. Yeah. So usually I, it, it, it all depends. Cause sometimes if there's a customer for it, then I'm specifically looking for a specific shape and a specific, specific color, usually within a specific budget. But if it's like for me and like just straight buying it, like I'll know right away, like I'll, I'll go to Tucson with a bunch of designs drawn and I'll get the polar opposite <laughs> just cause I'll fall in love with it different. It just starts speaking to you like yeah, from like behind the case. Each sapphire and I need this black opal, but I was looking for a Montana sapphire that was round. Like, <laughs> it'll be like, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I a lot of times like, the customers dictate it. I'm really curious about, and like Isa, when we started talking about this episode and sort of the direction that it was going to take, I'm, I'm so curious to know more about what it's like working with couples or half of a couple, a single that's about yeah. to get engaged. You know what I mean? Like, what is that like? Like, are you like, this is my I, favorite. I am, I know. I imagine you're playing like part therapist, you're part, you know, stylist, you're part handyman. I mean, like, talk us through like what that looks like. So it's, everyone is definitely different. I, when my customers come in and maybe they like buy a piece of like fine jewelry or even apothecary and they're looking at engagement rings, I do a profile on them with their last name and then I'll figure out their finger size, their metal of choice and what kind of shape looks good on them. Or sometimes they pick out a specific ring and I literally keep a Google doc of what everybody likes. So if the person, the partner comes in and they're like, oh, you know, like um, this is their last name and they come in, I can look it up and say, hey, she likes yellow gold. Oh, she wanted like, you know, a green sapphire in an emerald cut. And then we can go from there. Sometimes we just walk in blind and like, they'll bring like pictures of like the other jewelry that they have. Um, or they'll show me her Pinterest board, which is really interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, we can go from here. Um, but I would say 75% of couples come in together. And wow. it's like a joint effort. Yeah. And I, I was shocked too. I thought it would be like this whole surprise element thing. Um, but they come in together and they literally like pick out the stone together and then they'll leave an element of surprise. So, um, so originally, so like people will say, Hey, you know, I really want, um, an oval shape. So I'll show them three to six stones that are all within their budget. And that's like round one. And if they don't find a stone that they like, we'll do round two. And then, you know, I'll figure out like what width and length is better suited to them. And then usually like they'll pick a stone. Um, and then from there we'll do everything. We'll say, Hey, what kind of prongs do you want? Do you want diamonds in and around it or another stone? Mm -hmm. How thick do you want the 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 shank which is the band what do you want the underside to look like and we can like literally build a whole entire ring like based on exactly what they want which is really beautiful um and then sometimes you know they'll be like oh i want that the partner to pick the metal color or mm -hmm. you know they'll leave like one thing that when they open the box they'll be like Oh, <laughs> <laughs> knowing exactly what's in the box. Um, but yeah, everyone's different. It's all unique. Sometimes people just like, you know, shoot me pictures for inspiration and then we'll like change it around and go from there and make it more personal. I would have for like sure thought it would have been one person coming in. I feel like I'm not that surprised by it because if you think about how we... I don't know who we is, but how like young couples live their lives now. I feel like finances are more blended. I feel like now your jewelry options versus 30 years ago, your jewelry options are exponentially bigger. So it's like yeah. so much more guesswork. I feel like it makes more sense if you're going to wear a piece of jewelry for the rest of your life to be involved in the process of picking it out. Otherwise you do what I did and you change it like six years into your marriage. You it. Yeah. So, so of, yeah. Little do little you little. get the follow through? Do you get like pictures of the engagement and like the invited to the um, wedding? Do you get invited to the wedding? 
<laughs> yeah, one time, well, twice I got invited to the wedding. Oh my god! That's so These cute! These guys proposed to each other in the store. Like, they Aww. both bought each other men's bands and got down on their, like, knees, and then I sent them, like, the video of it um, from my cameras, and they were like, will you come to our wedding? It's, like, you know, downstairs under <laughs> under Pet Shop. I was like, absolutely! Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, so that was super fun. And I have done, like, tons of friends' rings, but I always end up getting pictures, which I, like, love like I always tear up I'm like that was so beautiful especially Aww. with the videos the videos are like really really touching yeah um, but it's cool because there's an arc so it's like somebody comes in for the engagement ring and then like you know a year later they come back for uh wedding bands for right. both partners and then like it's been interesting like the push present thing oh yeah so, yeah, like, yeah. Back a few years later and be like oh now I want a piece of jewelry to commemorate like having a baby so I'm like oh this has been like such an interesting like journey with like different customers yeah that's so awesome do you find that a lot of people are like super stressed when they're with you like when they're doing it no I honestly most people say it's really fun oh good like yeah that it's like a bigger you know it's a big purchase like depending yeah you know, and like, and, and a big choice too, because you wear it on your hand every day. So we talk about that, like, hey, like, do you want it to sit higher or lower? Like, what do you do for a living? You know, like, here's, here's would be the best thing if you wore it every day, not to get a stone that's soft, you know? So um, it kind of, I feel like puts people's minds at ease when you start looking at it that way. Yeah. Um, but most people like really enjoy the process of looking at stones and like learning about them. Well, have you had any horror stories? Because I got to hear one if you have one. I also think just to say that I think that you have a lot to do with the fact that people don't seem stressed. 100%. I think that's your personality putting people at ease and not the fact that they're not stressed buying a giant purchase and making a huge decision in their life. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's definitely approach too, right? If like you yeah. approach place that's not like I like I'm like oh it's kind of like laid back luxury in here like mm -hmm. but if you go into a place that's like stiff as a board and like they're not welcoming you kind of feel like, right. like I love going to different places and like watching the salespeople and being like oh my god I want to emulate that like that person was really good you know mm -hmm. um but but yeah I think that it's like really important to like like create the vibe right yeah but I do <laughs> want to know about your horror stories too <laughs> oh yeah, horror story. Oh man. I honestly, huh, I haven't had any horror stories yet. Like I feel like most of the brides that I get are like cool brides. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that though. Totally. Yeah. I haven't had any like I'm trying to think. What about yeah, not I social have, like, grooms? Oh, on social grooms? Yeah. Is that what Oh, yeah, I yeah. said not so cool oh, grooms. Oh, not so cool grooms? Well, okay, there was this, like, one guy who came in, and but he changed my mind. So he, like, was pretending not to pay attention or, like, have anything to do with it. And then he left his umbrella, and he came running back and was like, what did you guys talk about? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. he's like, I purposely left my umbrella here. <laughs> like, oh. Like, oh, my God. I was like, yay, because he was, like, actively not listening. Oh, so you're like, I, I thought you were that. a douche, and you yeah. were... When he left, I was like, oh no, I feel, I was like, I feel bad for her. And then like, he came run, literally running back in the rain. That's like a movie. <laughs> and I was like, yay. Oh, oh I like Redemption. that. Redemption. <laughs> it was, it really was.
was. And I was like, I'm really happy that was an act too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you almost had me there. Yeah. He was convincing. <laughs> you just did some you just did some renovations in the store too. So what was the catalyst for that? And like how okay, I have so many questions. <laughs> catalyst for that, I already know what it is, but also how are you doing with COVID and having been closed for so long? Yeah. I mean, the first few weeks were devastating. Like I was like, oh, like same with you, we both own public spaces. So it's like, how do you keep people safe? And, but like still keep your business running, you know? Yeah. Um, especially like we both have like businesses where you touch things like all the time. So it was really scary at first. Cause it was like, you know, we didn't really know how this was, was gonna pan out. Um, one of the artists that I carry passed away like very early on. So that was devastating. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like, I was like, oh, I don't want to like sell things. Like I didn't want to like be on Instagram or do any of those things. And then like as spring started to come along and people were calling me and they were like, hey, I still want to propose like while this is all going on. I like started like to have a lighter heart and be like, okay, like let's get the ball moving. Like as far yeah. as we can go, you know? And we were doing drive-bys. Like I would literally like drop off a box, a set of rings or like when we started doing curbside, that was really interesting. Cause I was like showing people like sunstones and diamonds, like <laughs> on the honestly. side of the road, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, everything worked out in the end. It was very scary. Um, I'm really grateful for Jersey City and like the customers and the people who came back and are like, you know, brave enough to like come inside. Um, and I I'm just like floored and I'm really hoping that there's not going to be a second wave. And yeah. um, but one good part was we had the time to renovate. So when we first opened, we hodgepodge everything together. I literally bought everything from a store called Junk and it was junk, <laughs> like I bought a bunch of junk. And then I met my fiance and he's a builder and he can literally build like anything, you know, we, we designed together. So instead of like, you know, continually hodgepodging everything together. We were kind of taking year by year different walls. And then I was like, oh, I really want to like get rid of this like last vintage case and make like a really nice wedding band case. So he like made this beautiful wedding band case for me all by hand, like exactly to the specs that we wanted. And then he also um, made like a new earring case because my our fine jewelry line like definitely expanded over the past few years and everything was just jumbled up. So now everything feels like a better layout. We painted on the inside. It was refreshing. So that was like the, the best part of it. And like, of course, cause like he's such a major contributor to the store too, to have like his own hand-built pieces are, is like really special. That's so nice. And it's it really always nice. with him. He's yeah. always with you when you're in there. <laughs> yeah. He's the yeah. best. He's yeah. the one taking all the photographs too. So oh. like any picture on Instagram, like he's the one editing them. He's doing it all. Wow. He's super talented. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, he's talented. Yeah. I'm like, how did you know how to do all this stuff? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the trends that you have been seeing lately? What are the trends you're sick of? And what are the trends that you are like hoping that are going to get bigger and more mainstream? Yeah. Um, the biggest trend right now is lab grown diamonds mm. like i feel like 
everyone is like, all right, I don't want naturally mined diamonds anymore. Lab-grown mm-hmm. diamonds are more affordable. They're more ethical and environmentally friendly. And you can get a bigger bang for your buck. So that's mm-hmm. like totally on trend. And I stand behind it. And also colored stones. So like mm. sunstones um, have been like pretty big right now. Um, I'm doing like a bunch of emeralds right now, which I haven't really Ooh. done in the past. But everybody, for some reason, the past two weeks have been like, oh, I want an emerald cut emeralds um and that's been pretty cool because yeah you just like learn so much about like all the different colored stones um a trend that I want to get rid of um maybe hmm trying to think like what do you think I feel like I've been seeing a lot on like Facebook and you know like Facebook groups and stuff that there is a trend towards younger couples not buying diamonds and instead doing like sapphires or whatever because diamonds are really fucking expensive and they don't really hold value you know what i mean and so i feel like i i notice like a lot of my friends that are getting engaged now are like i don't even want a diamond like i'd rather put that money down for a house or whatever it or just save or invest it or whatever so i guess you've seen that too in like kind of alternative alternate to diamond engagement rings yeah no i totally agree and i think like sapphires are such an amazing choice because they're still a really hard stone so they're going to stand up to the test of time but they also come in every color like you can find Mm -hmm. a pink a peach sapphire a green sapphire a deep blue sapphire like you can pretty much get like the whole color wheel from them so i'm like i i love it so one thing maybe one trend is like oh you have to spend what two or three months on it like no you don't that's the trend that needs to be put to bed like you can spend whatever you feel comfortable on it and if you want a small ring or a big ring then we'll try to make it happen within your budget but like I think the whole thing like you have to spend a a specific amount of your salary is like definitely a trend that needs to die yeah I feel like a lot of people are gravitating towards (laughs) smaller jewelry now like daintier diamonds and stuff I feel like big diamonds have like a really big moment and now everyone is like doing smaller more like delicate stuff I think it depends on your hands, right? If you have like pretty petite little hands, you can do a delicate diamond. But if you've got like man hands like me, you need something (laughs) a little beefier. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. I'm like, oh, it needs to like stand up to like how big your hands are. Yeah, totally. Oh my yeah. god, beefy hands! I got beef. I mean, like, I just don't have like. I mean, my na- nails aren't yeah. done. I shouldn't even be showing anybody my hands right now. Can I love your neck by your mom. Thank you. No, this is like a. I think I got this in like at like a flea market somewhere or something. My mom does like art jewelry, so her her jewelry isn't always wearable, if you will. She does like really extreme pieces like she had a whole series that was like vagina based you know stuff like that it's not like mainstream for sure (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she hasn't she hasn't been doing it that much anymore because as you know jewelry equipment my mom did everything from like she would just like buy metal and like melt it and like form it and like sand it and like whatever the fuck and that stuff is not only expensive but it's really um big and like not exactly space friendly. So yep. she hasn't been doing it as much just because she doesn't have the space that she used to have. Yeah. 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 And it's a, such a big investment now too, because gold and silver has gone up crazy since COVID happened. So like it's increased, I think around 30%. 
So it's like a big investment for like anything you want to make right now too. If you're just like making it without someone who's a hundred percent going to buy it. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about gold versus silver because every single jewelry company seems to make so much yellow gold. And I know it's like really trendy right now, but like I, it's not flattering for my skin tone. I prefer a white gold. I prefer, I don't even really prefer a sterling silver because my skin tarnishes it so quickly. I have like very acidic oh. skin or so I've been told. <laughs> um, I'm not I was told by, a, by that I was told all. by a jeweler once. He was like, how is your, this is a white gold ring. Why is it so dirty? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you must have really acidic skin. I'm like, uh, figures. Um, but it's so hard to find cute white gold, like ju- jewelry that's like kind of trendy, I guess. What, is there a reason for that? Is yellow yeah. gold easier? Is it cheaper? Or is it? No, I mean, it's basically the same price. Um, but I would say yellow gold definitely like sells a lot more. But if you ever want, if you ever see anything in my store that's like yellow gold and you want it in white or rose gold or you want it in a different metal, then that's totally doable. Like our samples, we usually just make in yellow because that that's like the main seller. But a lot of people switch it. A lot of people will mm. be like, oh, I really want it in platinum. I really want it in white gold. Um, I think a lot of stones look really great in white gold and a lot of different stones look really great in yellow gold you know so it's definitely like stone dependent too like emeralds look beautiful in like yellow you know um yeah so um but yeah silver is definitely has to do with your ph for sure like somebody texted me today and he was like he you know he's like a guy and he was like wearing um this custom piece that we had just made him and it said his wife's name and his name on it and he was like i tarnished it's so much i'm like yeah because you're like sweating it's really yeah yeah (laughs) i don't i don't fuck with um costume jewelry anymore at Mm -hmm. all because it lasts me like five minutes before it's a weird color and i try to just do white gold but sometimes like you see a piece you love and it only comes in sterling silver you just buy it you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't don't, so i personally don't really wear a lot of jewelry i actually only wear earrings that i bought at carrie's i bought at love locks and um so when you're getting ready to like go out, what are your go-to pieces? What are you like, I need to wear this, this, and this? I am so upset. I sold like this pair of earrings that I was like madly in love with. They were like these green opals with like blue diamonds down there. And they were hand woven by this um, artist who like learned to weave gold down in Venezuela. And I carry her stuff too. Like this is like one of her necklaces. It's a Molly. Um, But I was like wearing those like as my, like I would wear a black dress and just wear these like big Mm -hmm. crazy, like, you know, earrings. And then somebody was like, oh, I want those. And I was like, okay. And they were like, (laughs) (laughs) but I sell stuff off my body all the time. Like another time wearing like this big labradorite necklace like every day and like this woman named Afram had like hand carved it and it was so incredibly beautiful and then this guy Larry I don't know if you know him from the neighborhood but Larry came in and was like I want to wear that and I was like all right here we go (laughs) but it's great because like it like gets like passed down down and on and like when you see it on a person too and it like moves you know like I feel like people are even more attracted to it so So yeah, so I try to wear like the funky, like different stuff, like when I go out, but this is kind of my everyday wear that I like, just like live in, it's, you know, a moonstone necklace and evil eye. Cause I gotta, gotta wear my evil eyes. Yeah. My dark snake, my two engagement rings. <laughs> Her two engagement rings. You heard that right. 
<laughs> yeah. So those are like all my go-tos. What's your sign? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, so <laughs> when's your birthday? I'm born November 15th. When's yours? Okay. I'm a Pisces. I was asking because my son is a Scorpio. He's, um, He's a Halloween baby. He is. I was supposed to be born on Halloween. (laughs) He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be born on November 13th, Friday the 13th. It was supposed to be, but he just couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. I'm glad. I'm not (laughs) mad about it. (laughs) What's his name? Uh, Dylan. Oh. After Bob. He's he's very cute. Oh. He's okay. (laughs) I'll keep him. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um, East, do you have any more questions that you want to ask before we start? No, um, I don't want to ask any more questions. I just want to say that I thought it was really badass of you, Carrie, and I know you're going to be like, it's nothing. And I know, I know this is like a very awesome, it's awesome in the sense that I feel like you, you may not see it a lot or maybe you do. However, I'm talking too much, but I loved your support of, Black Lives Matter and um, how you just always showcase prior to also prior to Black Lives Matter um, black owned businesses. Yeah. And then how, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And so I just want to, you know, yeah. Tell us what, tell us what you tell us what that looked like for you. What did, what did actions did you feel called to take? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting. So this thing was going around on the internet and it was like, we want everyone to dedicate 15% of their shelf space to black owned businesses. And then I went and I like looked at my shelf space and I'm like, oh, it's like well over 30% already. So I was like, all right, I'm going to add more people. And I asked like people, you know, I asked on Instagram stories and I asked other store owners. I'm like, Hey, who's like great, easy to work with, has wonderful jewelry and we added a bunch of new artists as a result of that and it's been so cool because people specifically come like looking to support black owned businesses now which I'm Mm -hmm. really excited about we got to highlight and showcase like other women in the neighborhood like um you know sweet tea who like I love her her. (laughs) and amazing nails she's so wonderful and Shayla up at Walker's Apothecary um and then now we're doing pop-ups like monthly with Tia Planta and she is a black Latina from the neighborhood and she's just slaying it. Like every time she walks outside of the store and like has all her plants out, they're like gone in four hours. And she just started this business in June and she's just like, she's amazing. So I'm so excited that like finally people of color are getting a better platform to sell all of their goods and like shine a light. So, so and it's thanks, it's thanks to people like you who are not um, threatened by, you know, your, your neighbors in this space, because it's really easy for someone as, you know, a store owner or, you know, the front of a platform like yours to kind of hog the spotlight for yourself, but you're very generous and you're very kind. And I think that comes across both in your business, but also in your relationships with your customers and your vendors, you know? So, and it's hard, it's hard to be downtown and not blend with people. Like a downtown is so eclectic that where we are, it's like, it's almost, you don't even think about it. You're like, Oh, what? Like the fact that you had over 30% of black owned businesses in your store already to you, you were just like, Oh, you know, like it wasn't even a thought. 
I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I, I, and I'm like, yeah, I, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad that that was already kind of a thing, but we can do better and we can do more. So let's add more. 100%. So, so yeah, it, it's great that there's a spotlight on it right now and I hope it continues. So Yeah, absolutely. So we like to end, have you ever, is it both 73, 72 questions, 73? 73. 73. I never know the number, but have you ever heard literally, of that? Have literally yeah. been here forever. <laughs> we like to end with our version, which is just five questions. Five okay. quick questions. So you just kind of off the rip, just answer what you think. So I will start. If you were a piece of jewelry, what would you be? Ooh, yeah. I would want to be a ring. <laughs> I would want to be like, I like my evil eye ring because it like repels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, if I you could, be eye of protection. <laughs> and I love that. Um, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Eat, eat one thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. food. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um... Taqueria, <laughs> their cactus tacos. Oh, really? The cactus, local. The cactus ones. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. The cactus I've never had. Have you ever had cactus yeast? I've never had it from Taqueria, but I had it recently in Arizona and it's freaking delicious. It's like almost like zucchini, but like more flavorful. I had cactus yeah. fries. Oh, Carrie, are you, this is, this is not a question on, on the 73 <laughs> questions. Are you vegetarian or vegan? Okay, no, like, I'm not. Like, At home, we eat mainly vegetarian and vegan, but like when I'm out, I'm like eating whatever's on the menu that I think. A true carnivore. Got out. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. I know you'll like this one, or it may cause you a little stress. Ultimate shoe designer. You can only wear one shoe designer for the rest of your life. Who's it going to be? Oh my God. <laughs> this is hard for me. I have like a really serious shoe problem. Um, <laughs> I guess Valentino's. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> they're so comfortable. Their flats are really comfortable and their heels are like wide too. So I, I can easily walk in those. <laughs> yeah. And like wear them all day. Yeah. 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 They're like every day. Um, on your candle trip, what's your favorite scent? Ooh. Ooh. Um, right now my, um, Uh, one of the guys that I carry, he makes beach bonfire. So that's definitely a seasonal thing for me. Like now beach bonfire smells amazing. It's like summer. Um, But that'll probably change in the fall. What are the notes in beach bonfire? Set the scene for us. Like what are the notes that he uses? um, Driftwood. It's like, like a campfire driftwood. So it's like still like this, like really like light kind of smokiness to it, but it smells like, like a beach house almost, you know? Wow. And it's like woodsy. It smells amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. And the last and our yeah. favorite question is what is your vibe? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I'm pretty upbeat for the most part and positive about things. I don't really try to like let things get me down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I can yeah, see that. I would say and positive yeah it's very true um carrie tell everyone where they can find you slash love locked yeah so uh love locks at 353 grove street in downtown jersey city it's right near postnet just a short walk away and then i'm also online um so i'm at shop love locked 
Um, and we also have a website um, and it's uh, www.shoplovelocked.com. Awesome. We'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for this your time, so Carrie. Fun. So fun and so interesting. Love peeking into your world. Thank <laughs> you.